Welcome to another session of Technology by Performix. I'm Ken Umansky, your host for another exploration into the world of technology. My guest today is Hayes Davis, the co-founder and CEO of Gradient Works. He's a leader in using technology to help sales forces manage their inbound and outbound book to be more efficient and successful. Welcome, Hayes, and I'm glad you could join me today. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Ken. Um, you've had you've developed a unique ability for companies to manage their sales force better and improve their effectiveness. I think our audience will be very interested in what you do and how you do it. So let me start with a pretty simple question. Your background is in software development. How has that shaped your career as a CEO focused on revenue operations and sales? Uh, well, it shaped it through uh, tons of mistakes. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was very much an early on in my career. Um, I've got plenty of gray hair now, which you you can see, but not everybody listening can see. Um, but uh, early on in my career, I um, you know I started out as a as a software engineer, very much focused on what I could build and the fun of of building it. So wrote a lot of software. Uh, when I started my first company, um, you know. It was very much a, I think I fell in love with the technical problem. You know, I fell in love, we were doing social media analytics and we were focused on um, dealing with big data and, and all the things we could do with that. But I didn't spend enough time really understanding, I think, the the core business problems we were solving for our customers. We ended up having a good outcome from that company, but I think I, I made so many mistakes when it came to understanding our customers and then ultimately when it came to uh, our sales and marketing um, that I think a lot of my career since then, since that company was acquired, has really been trying to to learn from my own mistakes and as quickly as possible, um, you know, pull in uh, everything I could about uh, about sales and marketing. So when that company got acquired, we were lucky enough to be acquired into a company that had a, a large sales organization. And a big part of my job was getting that sales organization to uh, to really go forward with our products. And so I dove right in. I had a financial incentive, but I was also super interested to solve for some of the things I couldn't solve for before we uh, before joining that company. And so, um, you know, long story short there, um, what I saw was super fascinating. When you get to 50, 60, 100 sales reps, you actually start to have a big distributed system. It looked like the software systems that I had been working on my entire career, Because, but it was even more fascinating because instead of computers that could fail or do weird things in different ways. It was people, right? And so suddenly you figure out like, well, our whole goal here is to maximize throughput through all these different nodes um, yeah. and uh, similar problems. Um, and I've just, I've fallen in love with that um, from a technical standpoint, but I've also fallen in love with that because fundamentally that's how you build a successful business. The technology is uh, is super important. It's mission critical, but it's secondary to understanding your customers' problems and figuring out how you're going to help them solve those and, and reach them where they are to help them understand how you can do that. Yeah, I've seen on your resume that you're an evangelist of revenue operations. Can you talk about, uh, you know, how what you've done and how technology has uh, helped build revenue? Yeah, I mean, I think the the thing about revenue operations is it's over the last decade or so is I think it's it's gotten a lot of hype. And, you know, I, everybody who's been in sales for a long time will say, well, we had sales operations back in the day, you know, and yeah. that's, that's true. Um, I think the, the difference here is that 
because sales teams have have scaled up so much, but ultimately because sales teams are plugged into a larger go-to-market motion, they have to work alongside their marketing peers, which are heavily technology leveraged, right? Like marketing teams aren't very large, but they have lots of tech at their disposal. And their product peers, especially in like product-led growth motions, um, obviously that's all about tech, right? And sales is sort of the laggard there. It's all been like, how do we put the most people against the problem that we can? Mm -hmm. And um, revenue operations has really come in and said, well, look, let's build the the technical and process underpinnings for the sales organization. Um, and how do we pull all those things together and make it um, an effective platform for the sellers to be you know, efficient? And, um, you know, it's really grown into um, a, a role that, that sits across all those go-to-market functions, um, you know, from that first touch that marketing has through the new logo acquisition process, through the expansion and retention process, and really trying to, to automate and instrument um, that entire customer journey. When I was a, in my prior role, I was SVP of revenue operations for a large company through a series of acquisitions. And, you know, I owned um, the operational side process and all of that for the sales team. I also owned enablement. So it was about how do we get the, the right um, skill sets mm -hmm. for people? Uh, so it's really a multidisciplinary kind of thing. And I think that's one of the things that appeals to me as somebody who... Uh, um, who likes to to kind of look across a, a large set of things? I think RevOps really puts you in the in a place to be able to do that, and it can be a very very technical role. It certainly is from a process yeah. standpoint, and it can be very technical from an actual technology integration standpoint. Yeah, I can understand. Well, I've run. I was I've acted as a CMO, and I've mm -hmm. also run a sales force of about thirty people. Mm -hmm. And this was a while ago, and we used to look at marketing as a way to show the beach never going to close a sale that mm -hmm. the salespeople are really integral to that process. Is that still the way that uh, marketing and sales are viewed? You know, I think it's more complicated, you know, it probably always had, has had lots of, you know, complications just in terms of, of what kind of business you were. Right. Um, but I think increasingly, you know, the, your marketing efforts, can take some of your customers all the way to close the combination of marketing and product, right? Like, you know, obviously lots of big companies are being built now with a product led motion where it's really about bringing people to a product, getting them involved in a product experience that's very self-service and then ultimately applying sales later on in mm. that customer journey to expand them. Um, and so that's a really common motion. Now it was maybe less common in the future, in the past, but, um, it'll be, I think, increasingly common in the future. And so the role of sales needs to be uh, needs to be very strategic. It's not just, hey, we're the front door and we're the people you go to to get a pricing brochure or whatever, right? right. It's got to be yeah. more than that now. And marketing can take people a long way and, and low touch, I guess, you know, digital channels can take people a really long way into the into the buying cycle and, and the customer journey. Well, things have really changed since I was there. <laughs> um, What's the role of AI uh, with sales teams right now? And what are the more forward thinking sales teams doing with AI? So AI is a, a an incredibly hot topic across anything that touches <laughs> anything right now in sales. Yeah, right. 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 Um, you know, in, in my little niche of the world of, um, you know, sales and sales technology, it's an incredibly hot topic, partly because of some of the, the things that I was just talking about. I mean, 
you know, the role of the sales rep is, is constantly changing. And I think the initial application of AI in sales, and I think this is the lowest hanging fruit and kind of the simplest piece I, and the least exciting, quite frankly, is, you know, sellers do a lot of communication. They send a lot of emails. Some of them we want, some of them we don't want. Uh, but there's a lot of technology and folks out there trying to use sort of the basic functionality of large language models to, you know, generate communications, generate emails, make it easier to do some of that work. And I think that's kind of the most trivial way that people are using it right now. Um, the And so there's a lot of that. Um, I think maybe you step up a little bit um, slightly, and there's a lot of folks who are trying to build co-pilots, right? So basically the idea of a sales rep kind of has an AI sort of assistant that's helping them. They can ask it questions, those types of things. The thing I'm most excited about, though, and, you know, I'm biased because this is part of where we're focused at Gradient Works, is, you know, if you think of those use cases I just described as kind of starting from customer communication um, at the at, and then moving in to different use cases inside the sales organization, I actually think there's a lot more opportunity to kind of move inside out. And what I mean by that is that so much of sales energy today is wasted Focusing in the wrong places, focusing on the wrong accounts, using the wrong signals, having the wrong reps spend time in, in the wrong place. And I think one of the things that you can do with AI, and this is something we're building at Gradient Works, is really take some of that effort around account research and relevance and understanding where you should be focusing your time and start to, um, to do some really interesting things with that and help reps spend their time better in the first place. So it's not about an AI spam cannon. It's about using AI to make better decisions to deploy your resources. And that's we have a product called Market Map. And what Market Map does is it actually takes some of the best behaviors that sales reps have always done. So you think about um, you know, from time immemorial, right? Really good sales reps would look at customers that you just close or customers that um, were highlighted in like um, case studies and things like that. And as soon as marketing published that case study, your best reps would actually go take it and actually really use it. They would go find mm -hmm. prospects who are very similar, who did similar things to that account and go wave that case study and say, we did this for somebody who's just like you, right? And that's always been a successful play. What we're doing with Market Map is we're taking some of that research and that effort and turning it into something systematic. So we actually go and research all the accounts in your CRM, find ones that are highly similar to your existing customers, and then get those in the hands of reps so that you can run these types of plays. And it doesn't just have to be the best rep who takes the initiative. It's at the hands of every single rep. Well, that's really some exciting stuff. Your team evangelizes a more modern technology-driven approach to sales as sales territory specifically. Mm -hmm. um, you call that dynamic books. Tell us a little bit about dynamic books and why you're seeing a shift in how sales teams are thinking about territories in the future. Well, now and into the future. Let me yeah. Put that way. yeah. Um, well, as a uh, former software engineer and a technologist, if 10 years ago you had said I was building something around sales territories, I would have said that is the most boring thing I have ever heard. <laughs> but it turns out it's actually kind of fascinating for, you know, when you think of a sales territory, I mean, Ken, what do you what do you think of when you think of a sales territory? Zip codes, things like that? Yeah, I, well, I think about geography and I think about, you know, it's going to be very restrictive and those sales territories are going to, as you become successful, those ter sales territories are going to be diminished. 
Uh, the more you make, the less the territory. Uh, you know, success breeds, um, you know, make it harder. Yeah. Um, and that's really a problem. Yeah, it is. And I think one of the, you know, speaking from a technology standpoint, I mentioned this idea of a distributed system, right? The whole reason we do sales territories in the first place, however we think about territories, is so we can parallelize what the sales team does, right? So we're not stepping on each other's toes. So if I hire a new rep, I've got something that rep can go work on that's not going to take away from what everybody else is going to work on. And the reality is when I carve up the world by zip codes, like we've done for a hundred years, right. And, and create these patches, you can't turn contiguous patches of land into equal opportunity for everybody. It's kind of a silly way of doing things. It's built around the idea of people being in the field and actually walking in the door. And for the most part, most many sales organizations, most sales organizations of adventure are much more inside sales driven. People aren't actually out in the field. So what would we do if we wanted to, to start from first principles and be more efficient about how we parallelize what the sales reps do? Well, what we'd actually like to do is we'd like to take however many reps we've got and distribute them across all of our best prospects, right? right. Instead of putting them into these like arbitrary pockets to start with. Um, it's like you go to the grocery store, right? And in the express lane, everybody gets in one line and then each person goes to the next available you know, register, right? If everybody, if you went to the grocery store and they said, you have to go to this register because you came from this neighborhood and you have to go to this register because you came from this neighborhood. And, you know, grandma's up there like with her giant cart and she happened to be from your neighborhood. You're out of luck. Right. right? So what we're really doing is we're taking saying, how can we use technology, AI and then um, other operational processes to ensure that that opportunity is spread out as efficiently across the sales team. So every rep gets the best opportunity to succeed, to succeed. And every business is covering as many of their best prospects as they possibly can. And that's really what Dynamic Books is about. Okay. Let me ask you, what, what are some of the things or one thing that sales teams get wrong about their stack, about hmm. their tech stack? You know, if you haven't been deeply involved in sales in the last you know 10 or 15 years, you might not think about there being like a very deep tech stack for sales, but the average sales team spends about $10,000 a year per rep on SaaS products for all these different things that sales reps do. Everything from Salesforce, like a CRM to uh, things to send email to things to get data, all of that. And I think, you know, there's a big tug of war going on right now um, in this space about like, do you get, uh, you know, something that's sort of a holistic solution that tries to do a bunch of things reasonably well, or do you try to get best of breed for different pieces? And I think that's a big challenge for folks. I'm not going to take a side on what's the exact best solution there, but I would say one of the things that I think sales teams get wrong about their tech stack is expecting some kind of a silver bullet. Um, I think, especially when it comes to data, um, this is another big area for sales. Um, there's lots of data providers, the, the people who sell your phone number and whatnot, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> those folks are out there and they're providing data, providing enrichment, everything from firmographics, you know, what kind of industry is this company in? What do they do? Yeah, all absolutely. Information. Um, you know, people expect they're going to get that data and then that data is going to answer all their questions. Um, and that's going to help them know exactly where to go and what to target. And it's always going to be accurate. And that's just not true. So you have to build resilient systems that just that build in kind of error correction, if you will. Right. right. Um, so you gotta, you gotta just accept the fact that some of that data is going to be wrong. 
hope that it's mostly directional, but build a robust system that can route around that. I think that's one of the things that people get wrong about their tech stack is thinking, oh, this next data set or this next thing is going to make everything better. It's it's always going to be something that uh, has to go into a large system that needs to be resilient. And I think that's uh, that's an important thing that sales teams are facing right now. Gotcha. Well, as usual, there's a lot more we could talk about, but we're out of time. I mean, 15 minutes or so goes pretty quickly, doesn't it? Um, thank you for sharing with us what you've been doing to improve Salesforce effectiveness. It really sounds like it's a much better way to manage Salesforces and get much better results. And uh, uh, I, I wish you luck in the future because I think you can really help a lot of companies make a lot more money. Huh? Uh, that's really what it's all about. Uh, how can our listeners contact you if they have any comments or questions? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, our website is gradient.works. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn. That's where I spend a fair amount of my time because that's where our customers spend a lot of their time. So you can just find me as uh, Hayes Davis on, on LinkedIn. I'd love to, love to chat. Terrific. Uh, and thanks again. Um, it, it was really insightful. I think a lot of people don't think about the Salesforce and technology. And I think you're, match you're, you're matching the two really well. Hats off to you. Remember, if you need help with any size technology challenge, please contact Performance Business Solutions at performancebiz.com. I'm your host, Ken Umansky. Until we meet again on another technology podcast, keep innovating. <laughs>